from the Lake Erie shores of Northeast Ohio. Hello, Cleveland! Rock and roll capital of the world and birthplace of the comic book superhero. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. This is the Panel Scanners Podcast since 2012. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hi. You little stranger, you. Hey, let me just uh, start by saying I got I owe a big thank you to my buddy Tim here, who met me at a 9:25 a.m. showing of Rise of Skywalker on Christmas Eve. Ooh. So I finally did get to see it. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming up. So thanks again, Tim. That was really cool of you. Merry Christmas. <coughs> was that your I w- first time seeing it? It actually was my okay. second time. Okay. I was happy to do yeah. it. I, <laughs> if the movies, well, if the movie sucked, I. I was going to say I wouldn't have gone and watched it with you, but no. that's not true at all. We would have had if a blast. It yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, man. we would have. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad that everybody at the table saw it. So. Yeah, Happy New Year, yeah, everybody. Happy New Year. 2020. Sure. Man. And we're entering our ninth year. That's wild. Doing this. Nine years. Speak for yourself. Yeah, close enough, Tim. Yeah, well, you've been kind of <laughs> in the back of your heads. I'm sure you were referenced real early. Yeah, I'm going to apologize. It feels now like for, nine uh, years sometimes. Uh, it sure does. Trust us. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for my state of my voice and lungs, but let's 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 forge ahead because there's much to cover and a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Man, I wish I had an X-Men story right away for that forge comment. It's a shame. Regardless, no, it really isn't. Ah, uh, okay. Well. I guess we can kind of talk about some things going on in the world of comic books and that type of thing. Uh, jumping right into the Because idea, while we were away, yeah, and this surprised me. Uh, that Christian Bale was cast in the new Thor This is official? Movie. Yeah. As Batman. It is. It's not Batman. Oh, I'm oh, totally watching it oh. now. Okay. Well, you, you should anyway. Uh, if it's I anywhere close yet. to as good as the last Thor, it should be very much worth our time. So there's a lot of speculation going around as to who Christian Bale could theoretically be in this. Uh, the My favorite theory, which would be really exciting, is uh, <coughs> Gore the God Butcher. Um, if you did not read any I don't know of who that is. <laughs> Jason Aaron's run of Thor. Sounds like a badass to uh, me. Yeah, it, that was probably one of the best Thor stories I've ever read, uh, leading into God Bomb and the idea of all of Asgard being just basically taken down completely by one guy. Uh, so if this is him, that'd be cool. But again, we have no actual proof to back this. It was just, hey, guess who got cast? And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's Christian Bale. He's Batman. So, I mean... <laughs> I, I'm not sure exactly what to expect. It could really balance out the fact that it is going to be a very Jane Foster-heavy Thor movie. Is Hem Hemsworth in this at all? He is, or? He is okay. absolutely. Uh, but we do know that, uh, oh my God, what is her name? Padme. Uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Wow. Super Star Wars brain at the moment. So uh, should we expect soon that Ben Affleck will also be cast in a Marvel movie? Because Christian Bale is now the second Batman to be cast okay, in a villain time role. Out. Affleck was already Daredevil, so it's okay. No, yeah, no, let's it's forget that. Better that at that than he was Batman. Bad. Oof. You think he was a better Daredevil than Batman, or was it the script that really hurt 
Affleck as Batman. As long as there are absolutely no follow-up questions, yes. <laughs> I like it. Fair enough. So, I mean, what do you think? Like, it, it, can we get our brains over the fact that he was Bruce Wayne and he can be something else? Or he's an actor. Think, but, I mean, yes. I, I mean, he's a good one, too, right? He, he is, but you, when it's something that big in a similar universe, do you think there is going to be an issue? Really, I, I, I don't... One because of what Darren said, he's. I, I think he's a great actor. Yes, he he's quite good. And Thor is so, the, the Batman movie he was in was so grounded. Where Thor, no nah, man, that, very crazy. Yeah, so I think that gives a, a lot of leeway for it to be different. And it's the same director, right? Yeah, Taika. Yeah, Taika. Yeah, we trust. And you know what else? It's also, and not to keep knocking on this. And I've said many times that I didn't think it was Ben Affleck's fault, to be clear. But I think the mud, the waters of the DC universe have been muddied so much since he last played Batman that uh, I don't think it's as big as a deal. Like, if he stepped off the set of Dark Knight Rises and, like, a year later he's in it, yeah, it's a big deal. But now enough time has passed where yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, that's that's fair. I <coughs> We've seen people in movies being recast within like the same universe before. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, it's it's. I guess it's not that big of a deal. I just think it's really interesting, and I mean, I guess I I see what you're saying, just from the standpoint of he played like one of the major, yeah, yeah. top guy. comic book characters, exactly. like so. one or one A, if how, depending on how you look at yes. it. I do truly think it's. It's not like Chris role. Evans coming from the Human Torch to play Captain America. This guy was Batman. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's essential that Christian Bale is a villain and not a hero. Uh, that's a really good point, too. So I, I do believe if he is a villain, it's going to be really easy to separate that. But if they drop him as some sort of superhero, um, there one of the other possible rumors is that he might be Beta Ray. Are Beta you, Ray Bill? Yeah. Well, then you wouldn't even recognize him. That's true. He's so, like kind of an ox-looking dude. So, I mean... We'll see, right? I, this is relatively new information, so I heard he's going into the gym to look j and having cosmetic surgery because he doesn't want it to be CG CGI. Oh man, that sounds like him. <laughs> he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a method actor. So I, I mean, the Christian Bale thing could be could be great for the movie. I, again, I have all of the expectations for it after how good Ragnarok was, and Taika has not let me down at all with things he's been touching as yeah. of late. So. It could be a really good thing, and again, hard to argue Christian Bale being a good actor. So we'll see what this is. I'll probably keep an eye on it. You know, I try to not have too much spoiled for movies, so I don't know if I necessarily want <laughs> to know if what villain he is if he does become a villain. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, in other uh, Marvel movie news, since it's kind of generally in the same area, but this is more in the Sony-verse uh, they have finally said that there will be a Morbius trailer dropping. So who asked for this movie, uh, Morbius? <laughs> I did. It was me. Yeah? Uh, sorry. You you wanted Enjoy a Morbius movie? Yeah. <laughs> I asked them if they would make it. You're like, that Venom movie was so good, yeah. we need a whole universe based off of this? <laughs> That's right. Ooh, you got me there. Yeah. Um, is, wow, they've been filming, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. They said trailers happening, movie drops later this year. Really? Yeah. You're you're reacting to this like I assume Jimmy Haslam acts when the Brown seasons has begun. <laughs> hey, you guys are playing? Yeah, we suck again. What? <laughs> I mean, it. I just thought that I didn't even know they were filming. Honestly, I I remember them saying that they were doing a Sinister Six movie, <coughs> that they were going to continue with the Venom movies because the first one did did well. Oh wait, wait, is this 
Jared Leto? Is he Morbius? Is he? I'm not sure, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> well, well, I'll find out when I watch the trailer, and I'll let you Tim, I don't know. think you understand how far off my radar this is. It's so far off my radar that I will probably watch the trailer. Did, wow. Yeah. It'll, it'll, okay. Yeah, that's how far off it is. It was the same as the last time uh, Darren and I recorded together. We actually sat down and watched the Wonder Woman trailer because it is a well-known thing that I've yet to see Wonder Woman. <sighs> Killing um, me. And at this point, I kind of just think I need to ride that train to my grave. Um, but the <laughs> I, he showed me the trailer for that, and we watched the Black Widow trailer. Not so much that I wasn't going to see Black Widow, but right. it had already been kind of in my face. And, you know, when you see Star Wars and things like that, you're seeing these trailers anyhow. I have zero interest in the Black Widow movie. Really? Yeah. I Back in the day, like, if, if we were in the middle of the 10-year run, <coughs> my God, I would have been all in. But now that we've seen the end of her arc and everything like this, I, I don't know. I, I've watched the trailer and everything, and I've had, like, zero... Um, I'd watch it for it. Sheriff Hopper. He looks hilarious. He does look good. And honestly, you had the yeah the biggest reaction when we saw that for him. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, no, no, you're fine. I I just think that why not? I I mean it. That was seriously how I felt when I saw the trailer. I Sheriff Hopper's my Patronus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't have a good response to that. Uh, but I I mean even as Hellboy, Sheriff Hopper. I didn't say the actor's <laughs> name. All right. I said. Okay. I said the character's name. Fair enough. So, and, I mean, there's always something. Most likely there'll be something in this movie that is going to be a nod toward what is coming. This is Tim and I trying to move you off the subject because clearly none of us care. Even you. I, even I you enough. were talking about how you're not that interesting. I care enough. I care enough. But I guess things that people care about more is that Ryan Reynolds, in passing, confirmed that they are going to move on and do Deadpool 3 with Disney. Why was this ever... Doubt, there just was because a general, of the sale? Concern, general concern about the rated R uh, tag to it. You know, that thing could be PG-13 and still be hilarious, right? Does it have to have a I don't know. Rating? Didn't they try to do that with Once Upon a Deadpool? They took Deadpool 2 and made it Which PG-13? I think, I think that was part of the, the idea behind it. But I am not sure. To be fair, though, PG-13 at this point is... Oh, they're like yeah. the, uh, PG thirteen is like the rated R movies I used to watch Dude, as a kid. Yeah. PG movies are like the rated R movies yeah. you used to see. It has changed so much out there, and, and I do think they could get away with Deadpool with it being PG thirteen. I think that there'd be this weird, angry backlash if it was not. R, but though. here's the thing, though: I almost, almost guarantee that when it's released, it won't be under the Disney banner. Because they do, they know, still retain that they they can do like a Fox movie. I think they could. I, I mean, I know that Disney um, back in the day, uh, Disney owned Miramax, and they yeah, took, you know, you're right. I totally they, forgot about they that. They took all their yeah things that That's weren't that weren't G ra- rated, <laughs> and they um you, you know anything that was our content or anything like that they put under the Miramax banner so i could hmm. see that i could easily see them doing a similar thing I here mean, that kind of makes sense because isn't that the way that they're running disney plus basically because they still have hulu that they can drop rated r stuff on hulu exactly. and keep it off of disney plus since they promised that disney plus wouldn't go above pg-13 right yeah i i think that's exactly what they're doing i don't think we'll see the disney name on it. you'll see marvel of course but you won't see Disney because Disney is they still are associating that with family. Yeah, I think is their 
big goal with that. Deadpool's not a family movie? (laughs) Hey, you don't have to convince me. (laughs) You know what else won't carry the Disney banner, Tim? (laughs) What is... uh, Batman? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're... uh, it's official uh, as far as we, I, we're talking about the new Batman movie that's coming out. It's going to be released June 25th, 2021. So we got a while to wait for this thing. But um, Is that a bad thing, though? A little more distance between what we just had? It's not bad at all. And if anything, I want them to take their time. They actually started shooting it. Um, I just saw like an update. I saw a couple of photos. Did you see yeah. the one with the blimps where people were like, this feels like the animated series? No, I did not oh, see a yeah. blimp. They had blimps. With spotlights on them, and people are like, "This looks like the animated series," and it, and immediately I went, "Just the thought of that, I'm in." I went, oh, "Okay, I'm wow, I'm, I want to see that." All I'm I saw interest- was him on the motorcycle and the helmet. I'm interested that. to see what the tone of this is because we did gritty realism, which I, I can't even—I don't even like saying that, but it's true. Right. I mean, as yeah. real as realistic as a Batman movie can get, and then you sort of went like ultra-violent, I guess, as as ultra-violent a Batman as you're going to get. So where does this movie fit? I mean, you would assume we're not going back to Adam West. So if you think about it, the one that would fit in nicely there would be the sort of tone that accompanies the best episodes of the animated series. So it's still very comic booky, but it's very atmospheric, very stylistic. So I I, I don't know. I think that... And forgive me for you know kind of taking over, Tim. But no, please. I, I don't think I we didn't have much. <laughs> we were uh, we were sort of like I think you know the the Pattinson casting, like all Batman castings, with the exception of I guess Bale. People were like really up in arms about it. But I think we've learned by this point, like if the script is great, no one's going to care about him. They'll probably even like him. If the, if the script yeah. is terrible, he'll bear all the he'll bear the brunt of the the blame. Yeah. So I'm. I'm starting to warm up to this, and, and anyway, but I know there's a lot more casting that's uh, taking place. Yeah, uh, they just announced officially that Colin Farrell is going to be Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin. Okay. I, it's funny. I was like, really? I'm and then to picture it. Well, they showed some picture of him in kind of like a tux, and I'm just like, I can kind of buy into that. We'll see what kind of like you know what this is. It's interesting to to <coughs> to me the penguin. I've never liked the character of the penguin, and I liked when they moved him over. To me, he was always like the silly guy. I like when they finally moved him over to being like a crime boss. Yeah, that's when the character became Wasn't interesting. That the animated series. I too? thought it was. I and the I comics followed suit, or did the comics beat him? That you know, see, I can't say for certain. But the first time I saw it was in the later seasons of the animated series. So um, I don't know where it originated for certain. After they ditched the Burton look, right? Didn't they do that at one point? Yes. He was looking like Burton's yeah. penguin, yes. and then they the ditched beginning. that. Yeah, they made him do that. The, yeah, more like the Danny DeVito style. Didn't I hear that Dave Batista is also in this movie? Or what? he's no. rumored? For what? Well, I, everyone, I he, they haven't said anything, but they're assuming it's Bane. Uh, no, oh, oh. Yeah, that would make perfect sense. I haven't heard anything about that. Obviously, uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I have Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. <laughs> um, I have uh, Jeffrey Wright as Detective Jim Gordon. That's great. I like that. I think that's good casting. He's a character well. actor we, we should all recognize by this point. Uh, Paul Dano as Edward Nashton uh, slash The Riddler. Um, then we have uh, Andy Serkis as... You guessed it, uh, Killer Croc. No, 
he's going to actually play Alfred. Oh, um, okay. So I wonder if they're going for a little more of the you know bare who would knuckle make a brawler. Great Alfred, the guy who plays Batman in Titans. <laughs> he would be perfect. I have no idea who that is. Uh, the the guy he was in Game of Thrones, I guess. I've yeah, never seen Game of Thrones, either. but I looked at him and I'm just like he, Darren, right? He looks like he's seventy, right? Yeah, he's. He's up there. He's, I mean, if he's in his mid-50s, he's looking bad for his mid-50s. I had one buddy who was trying to defend it, and I was doing the math on how old the rest of the Titans were. And that it, the age difference between Dick Grayson and Batman, it's not matching up with how old. He should not be this old. He should probably be maybe 50. But he should be about uh, what Ben Affleck is right now. Right. And you know what? That show is so bad that <laughs> you saw the finale, right? We haven't even yeah. talked about it. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, it somehow managed to get incrementally worse. And then they had the dumbest death I have, I maybe I've ever seen. And that was stupid. And that wasn't the end. They managed to follow it up with a dinner scene with Batman. 80-year-old Batman, which got worse. I watched that going, I watched that in complete and total fascination. Am I in for season three? Oh, yeah. I have got to see how much further down this thing can go. I don't, problem, I, I don't know. <laughs> see, I was close to dropping uh, the DC Universe after this. I'm like, what do I need this for? Oh, I love so, the comic stuff. I don't see. I don't get on I agree with you. The The comic uh, database they have there is fantastic and you're right it's worth that alone which i'm not taking advantage of they offered me a deal so when since i jumped on day one Uh i got it for like the next 18 months for 50 bucks yeah that's so it's a good deal um and by the way can i interject one more thing about titans while we're on the subject have you seen crisis on infinite earths yes wasn't their cameo just as stupid it was it was it somehow there's a Titans cameo which now connects right. them and they're they're literally on for like what five seconds and somehow manages to be the dumbest of all the cameos. <laughs> they only had five seconds and it still manages to be stupid. It wasn't even a I mean all they did was grab a <laughs> a clip from the actual show. So. I know. Yeah. And it was like they're looking like ah, like like surprised by something, and then they. But you know, it's funny. Did they get wiped out? They did. Oh well, wonderful. Then we're done, right? I hope that would be <laughs> great. I'll tell you the one thing that's kind of hanging me on right now. Have you watched any of the Harley Quinn cartoon? I have not. Is it good? Boy, I watched the first episode, and it seemed like it was being violent, gross, and swearing just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Then episode two came, and episode two was brilliant it's really kind of i'll have to check it out it's it's worth a look i think you'll be shocked with the first episode but give it the second episode um really kind of hits its stride it's almost like it's sunny in philadelphia with really with criminals it's it's very it's very bizarre but i'm i have to admit i'm kind of digging it is it safe to say that she's the Deadpool of the Marvel Universe at this point? I know that's... Of the DC Universe. Oh, the D- excuse yeah. me, yes, the DC Universe. Yeah, I guess she kind of has turned into it that. It has that feel, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Much different than what we got from the animated series way yeah. back when. But going back just real quick with um, 
the Batman movie, uh, Matt Reeves. The one thing I did when I early <coughs> on uh, was reading articles and things like that, uh, the director, um, Matt Reeves, he said that he really wants it to be a detective story. He really wants to focus in on the detective aspect of it. He said this is the world's greatest detective that really hasn't been portrayed in the movie. It's got to get you whether, excited. Whether it does get me excited, but whether I'll believe it when I see it. Type We've heard thing. this before, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So how about uh, the other uh, big uh, name in the DC universe? Probably the biggest. Oh, yeah. You're talking about uh, the Titans, right? So, yes, I was talking about Beast Boy, naturally. Yeah, Beast Boy. Mm. One of the only likable guys in that show. They managed to. Anyway, Superman. Okay, so I reported last month about an auction that was taking place in which there were several items of interest and stuff that we would have loved that were uh, up for sale. Superman, uh, the uh, cape worn by Christopher Reeve in the original Superman, the movie, which sold for $200,000. That's crazy. That I That's amazing to me. Yeah, and this comes from the auction house Julian's. The cape was estimated to go between 100 and 200 grand. It was among several notable items, including Adam West and Burt Ward's costumes, which were must be sold together and can never be separated according to I don't know how they work out those legalities I'm I'm no right. lawyer. Now the costumes from the Batman 60 series 66 series went for a combined $832,000. Wow. Get out of here. Yeah, isn't that insane? And they were complete. They were totally complete. They were the only two remaining. Um now I was unable I also reported that the original tunics worn by William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy in the original Star Trek series were also up for auction. The the yellow and blue ones, I couldn't find what they went for because you would figure those are going to fetch at least you know they would have to be in the ballpark of the Batman sixty six series. They're not as you know cool, but that's Captain Kirk and Mister Spock from the original Star Trek, yeah. right? Yeah, but those aren't <coughs> full costumes. No, they though. weren't. So that but you would I'm figure run maybe around the Superman cape right could now, be. I, I could see that easy. Uh, for these prices that you've told me. Yeah, and uh, more DC news. And I guess this is uh, from the file of uh, It Was a Matter of Time. But the CW has renewed all of their uh, DC superhero, the Arrowverse TV series shows. This includes The Flash, which will hit season seven. Supergirl, which will hit season Whoa. six. The Flash is going on season seven? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Supergirl, which will hit season six. Legends of Tomorrow, which will hit season six. Um, Black Lightning Season 3, Batwoman Season 2. Of course, Arrow is set to end its eight-season run later this month and is expected to be replaced by Green Arrow and the Canaries, which is set up for Oliver Queen's daughter Mia becoming Green Arrow. Of course, we already know Superman and Lois will join the Arrowverse as well in the fall of 2020. We'll be talking about that in a little while here. But you know, it's funny. There was a rumor that they weren't going to use the guy who's been playing him, Tyler Hoechlin, because... uh, Tom Welling got such a massive reception for his appearance in the crossover that there was a, a little bit of a, a ground swelling, like let's turn this into the Smallville sequel series. That's not happening, but it's so funny. I was reminded of this and this is a bit of a non sequitur, but I think you'll, you'll find this funny. Did you ever see the movie draft day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who played the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns in that movie? Uh, Tom Welling. Do you rem- and I remember I was sitting watching it. I saw the movie too, and they talked about the whole reason they were trying to move in the draft. The Browns and Kevin Costner played the general manager of the Cleveland Browns was because they weren't convinced he was the guy. Kevin Costner was, but no one else was. 
So the Browns had only gone eight and eight, which were, which made me realize something. The Browns had Superman at quarterback and could only manage to go eight and eight. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, it does sound about right, uh, given the state that we are in Cleveland here. And uh, it is the perpetual state of absolute trash for this football team. But for some reason, it is fascinating. It's kind of like the Titans of sports world. With that, um, with, uh, with that Superman <coughs> uh, TV series, they got to change that costume, right? I don't know. I don't um, like. It. Do you like that kind? Of, no, I, not I, particularly. But you know, it's funny. Everything else around it has been so good. It's sort of like one of those yeah. things. I'm like, eh, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's funny when they made the black version of that. It looked awesome, mm-hmm. but the the regular version of that does not. And the it's, cape doesn't sit well with me. Something. It it just feels a little off, doesn't it? I don't know what it is about it. Um, I saw some of the the uh, the concept art for it. Mm-hmm. Could have been worse. Okay. Yeah, it could have right. been a lot worse. And I'm a um, little nervous about the baby in it as well. Because yeah. usually you bring in the baby when doesn't you jump it, the shark. Doesn't it feel like this is an absolute sequel to Lois and Clark? <laughs> because didn't they have the baby and then they got canceled? Wait, um, a baby in the show? See, I haven't been following yeah, it Yeah, it's uh, – they, they, they – okay, so basically what they're doing is they're, they're going right off of what Brian Michael Bendis is doing. Uh, now, Jonathan Kent, which is Superman's son, had been in the comics – prior to Bendis arriving, and it was thought that he was just going to ditch that. It's actually been quite good. I was yeah. a little concerned, but it's been quite good. Um, but, yes, it's going to be called Superman and Lois, and they're actually going to be more focused on the two of them as reporters, um, which kind of goes back to the original concept behind Superman. Like, he would do the reporting, and he would just so happen to get himself in trouble, and then he'd become Superman. Um but they said not to worry. There's going to be plenty of Superman adventure to be had. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 you're right, Tim. I think if you add the baby when things aren't going well, maybe they're going to kill it off at some point. Just, oh, no, no, Like they no. did with the Flash. I don't want that. I don't want that. <coughs> they did um, that? I didn't hear about that. I don't want to know. Well, it was when they had her. his daughter showed up that one season and then okay. she was gone. Uh, but we are just under a week until the final two parts of Crisis on Infinite Earths, which airs on the CW. Have you seen it? Yeah. What have you thought so far? It's all right. Um, the it's a little choppy. I think it moves a little too fast, oddly. And I, the thing that bothered me the most is like people are losing. You know, so and so died. Oh, okay. You know, you just I just like Black Lightning. I just lost uh, my wife and my or my daughter or whoever yeah you know? and he's just like yeah okay supergirl you just lost your mom and you know whoever yeah okay i know what they're going for that they they don't have time there's no to, yeah no emotional keep, no emotional impact right there's it. no emotional impact but i think they're trying to sell it as they have to keep moving to save more people they don't have time to grieve i don't think they're doing a very good job of communicating that right um, the cameos are fantastic. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a joy to watch. There's that. been some really the ones that have made me smile. For I mean, when you look at this thing being on a on a low level network, it's impressive. Yeah, it really yeah. is impressive. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Two more to go. Uh, the producer stated that next year there will, of course, be a crossover, but they have no plans to make it in as large a scale of crisis. Can't say that I blame them. This is probably no. killing those guys. Yeah, yeah. this it, it's amazing that they've gotten the people that they've gotten and uh, doing everything that they've done. It's it's been, uh, you know. That being said, you know, like I said, with it being choppy, and and I get it with it being the TV show and the budget 
that they have. To I be. was impressed. They did a really good job with Kevin Conroy. Oh my gosh, that, that was, was fantastic. Yeah, uh, my son Ethan and I were just Ethan just loved the whole. He loved the concept of that whole thing. Yeah, it was. It kind of felt like like I I was almost thinking like he would show up. He might say a line or two. And you would almost be like, "That was cool." We scratch it, right. but he's he factors in at least half of one of the episodes. Yeah, really. yeah and Bat and Batwoman, he's yeah, and he's formidable in that. Um, he plays Kingdom Come Bruce Wayne. Hmm. Um, and how I was and how about Brandon? Uh, oh, Ralph? that was <laughs> to me on. the highlight. It was outstanding. They yeah. did announce because Brandon Routh plays Superman again. Yeah. he plays Kingdom Come Superman. It was awesome. Hmm. I was actually really upset. It's uh, you know what it's, it's too. Spoiler. I love seeing him as Clark Kent. Even was a joy. As you know, soon and, as it, and that's where how yeah. you first see him. He shows up in Clark Kent. And he does an amazing job, and it makes you. It almost it's almost like they went. They intentionally highlighted like this is why Cavill's not doing so great because there's no Clark Kent. Right. <coughs> I um, don't not care. I like Cavill as Superman. I think he's fine I, as Superman. He hasn't done his I, thing I, as Clark it's Kent. Not, it's not his fault. No, I I think they Never totally cast the right guy, but. They just it's didn't. like Pierce Brosnan is James Bond. Yeah. Great job. Everything else around him sucks. Yep. It's a shame. Um, from the multiverse to Masters of the Universe, last year Netflix announced it was producing a new Masters of the Universe animated series with Kevin Smith serving as the showrunner slash director. The show now has a title called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Revelation. It will serve as a direct sequel to the original Filmation cartoon and sees Tila searching for the missing power sword. Not much more is known, but a few implications. Um, Isn't this run by Kevin Smith? That's what I just yeah. said. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, and it's so so well, somewhere. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Why would you? I get it. Um, what? What'd you exactly. Say? So obviously He-Man has lost the power sword. Um, it looks like. You know, my favorite version of Masters of the Universe, I've said a couple of times in the podcast, that it um, was prior to the cartoon. There was no Prince Adam. There were two halves of the power sword. He-Man had one, Skeletor had the other, and that was the key to unlocking Grayskull and all the secrets of powers and all that stuff we've talked about in the podcast before. But it does seem like maybe they're going to try to uh, reemphasize the importance of the sword other than it just changes He-Man into He-Man. Interesting. Netflix is producing an additional Masters of the Universe series. This appears to be a reboot of the original story. The official synopsis is as follows. On the planet of Eternia, a young lost prince discovers the powers of Grayskull and transforms into He-Man, Masters of the Universe. The classic battle between He-Man and evil Skeletor rages to new heights as both hero and villain forge new and mighty teams. A new generation of heroes fighting for the fate of us all in the end. Who will become the masters of the universe? Seems like they're going right back to where they always have been. And finally, Netflix is solidifying its standing as the home of all things MOTU as it was announced that the long gestating film adaptation of Masters of the Universe will be released on March of 2021 and be a Netflix exclusive. Hmm. I guess they paid out the yin-yang for that one. So for long-suffering Masters of the Universe fans, it's pretty much like everything we've covered since we began this podcast way back in 2012. Nothing, all quiet, then here's way too much to consume. <laughs> so I trust, you know, I remember talking to you a while back. You were talking about dropping your Netflix uh, subscription. How? You, where do you stand now? Because I know you love Masters of the I Universe. I sure do. Masters of the Universe was second only to Star Wars growing up, maybe to Superman and Batman as well. Um 
I, I would assume these things having just been announced are, are quite a ways away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could always just pick up a Netflix gift card for a month and do ah. it. Yeah, so that's probably what I'll do. But, I mean, I mean, how long did I wait for certain other things? And it took me, like, Dark Crystal. I waited yeah. for yeah. 35 years, and it took me six months to get to that. Um, you know, uh, speaking of things I can't wait for and probably will never see, um, Star Trek update. We reported last month that the fourth Star Trek film in the Kelvin timeline is happening. However, on the other side, it sure sounds like the QT, Quentin Tarantino Star Trek, is dead or at least dying. In recent interviews, Quentin Tarantino has stated that he may be steering away from it, offering few other details. Though the Kelvin timeline fourth Star Trek film, as we reported last month, Phil, we talked a little bit about it, that is uh, locked in. We don't know a release date yet, but that will be coming. Um... More things that I can't wait to see, but probably won't. Um, <laughs> just days away from its premiere, Star Trek Picard has been confirmed to have a season two. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit later, too. More Star Trek news. And this, I mean, this is just insane to think about. William Shatner, 88-year-old William Shatner, the world's grandpa, will be going to space. While details are being kept thin, William Shatner has announced that he has a deal in place to board one of several commercial rockets that are scheduled to make a space voyage in 2020. Shatner states that he has pitched a show detailing his journey and believes that he has a deal in place. As I said, he is an, he's 88 years old, and in an interview with Mirror, he was asked about the dangers of space travel, particularly at his age. He very frankly stated, at this point, what do I got to lose? Hmm. That guy's just perfect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Spoken he, like Kirk. <laughs> is he not the coolest guy on the planet or what? Let's get let's get cycle. him out there. Yeah, he's out there, man. I mean, it's and if you, you don't want to think dark thoughts, but if he's gonna go, if well, guy, come on. Yeah, it's so way. poetic. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. This is a guy two years ago, three years ago. He he rode, and uh, a concept motorcycle across country. Yeah. At 86 or 85 or 86. That's, I mean, I hope I'm that active when I'm in my 60s and I'm not that far off. You're actually a little closer than me. Um, <laughs> I got a while. Yeah, you think that. Now. It'll happen to you yes. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, from space to, I don't know, some fantasy world that uh, doesn't seem like it should still hang around, but here, nevertheless, here we go. Among the projects that I was most skeptical about when announced for Disney Plus was a sequel series to the 1988 Ron Howard George Lucas fantasy collaboration Willow. What? Yes. There is a sequel TV series coming for this because who asked for this? The same people that asked for Morbius. Apparently. I would actually ask for this. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I actually really, really like that movie. I haven't um, seen it in so long. It I has officially it. begun production and should see the light in 2021, which appears to be shaping up to be the year for Disney+. Plus. Um, in addition to Willow, 21 sees Loki, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, What If, Obi-Wan, Rogue One, prequel series, amongst others. So so what's, wait a minute, what's, what do we know about Willow? Anything? We know that uh, Warwick Davis is back. You're not going to have, uh, sadly, you're not going to have Val Kilmer. I, th- he might. All right. He might be coming back. I, I know he's So back. the peck is back. Is that what his name was? No, that that's what was the derogatory term they called Oh, them. that's right. You peck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, so I don't know what they're going to do with this. It's, uh, 
I'm I, I I I'm excited for it. I, again, I probably won't watch it, but I can't wait to see what it looks like. I'll tell you if it's any good. I know. Please I, do. I, I, I need to rewatch the movie. <laughs> Seems like I have a year to do I it. I think though. it's on Disney Plus now. It is. It is. is I it? just haven't. I yeah. I vaguely remember from being a kid and liking it when I was a kid. I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah. I I honestly too wonder how well it holds Ew, up. I'm going to assume not great. I figure there's probably a few good moments that I would enjoy in the movie, and I and I'm gonna guess that it kind of drags I, I bet you're right i always have one really fun memory it's when uh i forget val kilmer's character's mad mardigan. mardigan that's it and he keeps bragging about how he's a really good swordsman and then you they, you think they're playing it up for a gag and then he goes in and he just wipes out like a whole platoon and it, it's they shoot willow and he's like you really are great. And then he, he goes to make some pose and it slips on the ice. <laughs> I was like, this movie's really funny. Yeah. That was great. Oh, man. Well, let's let's stick to Disney Plus for a little bit and things that are coming. You actually mentioned this very quickly in your list of things coming in 2021. They are starting to try to cast who is going to play Moon Knight. And the rumor that they are bouncing around is Daniel Radcliffe. That is our Harry Potter I'm I'm okay with this. You think he would play him well? I I yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, I I don't. I guess I have. Have you seen, seen him in anything else? Not really. I'm trying to think. I I was. I I know supposedly he has done a lot of really good stuff since then. But can you think of a film or anything that I've seen? A couple. I look for like at post Harry Potter. He was really trying to go the dramatic role. I mean, Equus. but it seems like. The one where he had the shaved head. Yeah, that. I can't remember the. I didn't see the movie. I saw this. It was great in the trailer. <laughs> it's so, but it seems like he's a bit of a goofball. So he's starting to steer into little lighthearted fare. I watched. There's a. I don't know what the show's called. I caught it like late night a couple of times. Or they were in heaven, and I guess there's a sequel coming out. They do an anthology series where he plays like a total screw up for a king's son, and in the trailers he's really funny. Hmm. So I, I root for the guy. How do you not root for him? You no, know? I mean, I, I'm I'm not opposed to it. I guess I just haven't had enough. You know, I probably if I really sat down and looked at like his IMDb, I've probably seen something that he's Maybe. been in. Since. How big of a Moon Knight fan are you? Casual at best. I've asked you this question at least three different times in the podcast. Which Marvel title does Moon Knight make his first appearance? Punisher. No. Amazing Spider-Man. Close, but also oh, way off. Peter Parker, the spectacular spider <laughs> Exactly, but completely different. Mm. See, you're saying all these things, and I know Darren has asked me this before. X-Men. And I've answered no. it before, and now I can't think of it. You've answered it incorrectly. Oh, I know. I'm not saying I answered it, but you corrected me. Yeah, it's it's a really, really... When X you hear, Force. When Blade. you hear which one it is, you'll never get it. Like it's, it's Werewolf by Night. Of course it is. Was Tim had it all along. <laughs> right. Yeah. You would have gotten there. I was in the right general uh, vicinity. Uh, but, I mean, Daniel Radcliffe as Mark Specker, I, I guess it could work. He, I mean, playing the multiple personalities, I think, would be an impressive feat. I read him in the 80s. I, I collected Moon Knight. And it wasn't – it's funny. I read some of the stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre now. But so I don't weird. remember it being that bizarre back in the 80s. In the 80s, he was more like Batman. He was just kind of like this rich playboy. I think that's what they were going for then. And I think they were trying to find a new footing for him ever since Marvel now happened. Gotcha. And, I mean, I, I've read a lot of that stuff too. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and I agree. There was this really weird thing where – he was fighting space werewolves 
Did you read that Perfect. one? Perfect. No, I don't. Oh did my not. god, it was the strangest thing. But like his other personalities were like on a train. I dude, I don't know. It blew my mind how confused I was the whole time reading it. And I read it as like a graphic novel. It wasn't like reading it month to month. So I I really don't know. I'm curious uh, to see what they'll do with this. I am. I'm interested. And when they announced it too, I was interested to see what type of show it's going to be. So again, of course, this is all rumor at this point. Um, a couple people have said that it's a realistic possibility. We'll know when we know. Sticking to the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney Plus, because I guess that's what we're calling it now. Uh, they bumped up the release date for WandaVision. It was supposed to come out toward the beginning of 2021. <clears throat> after a lot of people starting to pull the ripcord on Disney Plus after Mandalorian wrapping up, it seems like they're trying to get more things on Disney Plus in 2020. I was surprised to hear that. There was a ton of cancellations after that I point. was too. I don't understand. It had it to be the one month. Uh, the, the free. Did they give away a free month? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. They just waited till all the shows showed up and then they went and I just think it. that people weren't paying attention. <laughs> it's not like Disney was being secretive of the way that they would release things with any of it. I mean, we had the release calendar for the Marvel shows prior to it launching. We knew Mandalorian was not going to be more than eight to ten episodes before. Yeah. We didn't even know there was going to be a season two when it was originally announced. I think that's why they ran that deal uh, buy two years, get one free. Mm-hmm. I mean, because sure. they knew that it was going to be a long burn, and they wanted to lock people in. I mean, what it comes down to is if you love Disney and Disney films, especially classic yeah. films, it's the right place to be. If you want brand new content, I mean, think back to when Netflix launched. We weren't getting a ton of new stuff all the time made by them. Like, that's just not the way it works. I think yeah, part of the problem is now, again, there are so many streaming services out there that people aren't subscribing to all of them. And they're, I think this may be a normal thing where people, subs- like you said with Net- like you just said with Netflix, I'm going to get a card and I'll get it for a month and I'll watch and then that'll be that. If I want to watch all the new Star Trek stuff, it's got to be on the CBS streaming service. So what am I going to do, subscribe to that now? No. Right. I mean, I'll probably like fork over whatever amount of money for a month and try to binge the crap out of it. But, I mean... I'm not. It's yeah. It's I get it. I now. understand it. I I do. I do. I I mean, originally the reason that we all jumped on these streaming services were like this is less expensive than cable, and yeah. it is getting to the point that if you want, one, we don't have the time, but two, why would you spend the same, if not more than what you're spending on cable, to have every last one of these? Uh, NBC just announced that they're doing one. Yeah. The Peacock or whatever. Right. It's just well, that's why they're gobbling up all these licenses, like Netflix, all in on Masters of the Universe, picked up the Dark Crystal sure. because, because they like have to. Well, that's, yeah, that's what it is now. Like, because well, like, how? What do like, you have? Because you're right. I mean, uh, there was no reason for me to keep Netflix after the Dark Crystal. I wanted to watch The Irishman, um, and there was something else I wanted to watch, and I, I, I decided not to. Oh, it was The Witcher, and I was like, sounds like it's okay. I could skip it. Um, so I was, you know. I was ready to drop, and then they announced all this Masters of the Universe stuff. I'm like, if you're trying to keep me, that's a good job. But, I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? That thing's – there's probably – we think, figure at least six months away, right? Right. But I, I mean, don't that, need it for the next That's part months. of my issue with Hulu now because the main reason I had Hulu was to catch the live television I was missing because of not having cable. Uh, and now they're losing all those licenses because all those channels are getting their own personal channels. It's funny. I get Hulu for free mm-hmm. with Spotify. Spotify is by far my favorite streaming. Um, even if you if you can even call it well, it is you're streaming music, but uh, they 
like I had never even considered dropping Spotify because I love it so much. And they're like, please don't leave us. Here's free Hulu. I'm like, all right. I wasn't planning on it, but thanks. And I don't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not much on there above yeah. above just watching like general television on there. And there are a couple shows that, that are good that are Hulu exclusives that I do watch from time to time, but not enough to keep me spending what I spend. Neither of it. you guys have cable, right? Not anymore, no. What uh, What is your main, like to watch regular do you have anything youtube tv is that's what you have the is thing your i watch thing? more than anything is sports right, right and they have hockey. sports on the YouTube yeah they TV. have uh well they have uh fox they have like three different fox sports ohio right so you can watch the Cavs, the indians the blue jackets gotcha. whatever you want because i'm thinking about dropping cable so what do you oh, do I, what do you I, do Phil? i have i have an antenna for local channels gotcha and i use hulu for general tv shows that i was watching and i mean you'd be able to get like cw and all that stuff mm-hmm. on there um and I have a bunch of bookmarked sites that I can stream from because I have a smart TV. Interesting. But, I mean, those are questionable. <laughs> I love YouTube TV. I got you. I mean, I'm not going to act like a commercial here, but it's like 40 something dollars a month. Yeah. And your DVR is unlimited. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah my buddy great. has YouTube TV, and he likes it as well. I've heard people say Hulu, T- Hulu Live is very good also. But, again, yeah, it is. It is the same concept. And I've, I've thought about it during, like, Sports seasons, yeah. yeah, they jacked so. up our cable again, so we're Which yeah, is we're, the, we're hey, almost that's insane, isn't it? Yeah, they're in no position we're to try do to that. Keep you by charging you more, like yeah, well, you know what? I'm not spending 160 dollars a month to have internet and cable. I'm yeah. just not. It's it's ridiculous. It's silly because I do so. No, much they jacked services. us. I'm, I have mine is 205 a month, and I oh my god, what, are, what premiums they, are you getting? Nothing. What? Oh, that's insane. Nothing. Can I just tell you this? Yeah, like I've even thought about this. I like the DC Universe. I love it. I'd probably say it's my favorite streaming service. I could get rid of it. Outside of Spotify, it's my favorite. I can get rid of it. I can get rid of the WWE Network. I love it, but I can get rid of it. Right. I can get rid of Netflix. I can jump here. I can even get rid of Disney Plus. Yeah. Because YouTube TV has a crap ton of movies, too. And a lot of them are Disney right. because they grab them off TV. And one of the other things they did, and there's another one. I don't know if you've heard of Pluto TV. Yes. Pluto TV is pretty good, too. They have a crap ton of movies. Okay. So if I just got rid of all that other stuff. By the way, the other thing is I pay for those things up front. I'm not paying a monthly bill. So, like, right now, my monthly bill for YouTube TV and my Internet is, like, I'd say 70 Nice. For all of that. Yeah, that's great. So what – are you able to watch, like, football? You, you oh, watch yeah. Browns games? You get yeah, all that? Well, if you have to. I I have to. <laughs> I I am like to be tortured. Yeah, you do. I mean, yes. yeah, the Browns are on there, no problem. Okay. Um, all your Indians, all your Cavs, okay, like great. all your TNT, all, so right. all your your marquee matchups are all on there. The networks as they are, um, they they appear on their live, so it's great. Okay, I mean, that I sounds it. like a slam dunk for me then. <coughs> Thank you. You can pay for it, and course. you get the YouTube exclusive shows. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Yes, sir. <laughs> I did watch season one, so it, yeah, I'm ready. Hold for on to that. Yeah, yeah. I had the first two seasons, just haven't sat down and watched them yet. Yeah. Uh, so you said you could pay for that up front, though. It's not. A no, not YouTube. All okay, the other ones YouTube. I pay for, like Disney Plus, like we all did. Yeah. Did the three year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DC Universe. They offered me a deal. I paid for it for the gotcha. whole year. Uh, WWE Network paid for the whole year. So like, I pay it all up front. I save my money. Like right now, I don't pay for anything, but I mean, because I already have. Yeah. I, guess I got the, you. The only thing I paid up front for is Disney Plus and Amazon Prime that I don't use for video anyway. It's just for. I delivery. forget about that thing. I have it. I just like I want to watch something. Everyone want to watch something. I'm like, gang, 
And then I find out I could have watched it on Amazon. You Prime. know what I, I think about it is when I'm traveling somewhere and I need to download something to watch on the airplane. Is usually I go, oh, you can download stuff from Amazon Prime. That's, That's right. when I start looking at stuff on them. You can now, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I did that with uh, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I was and uh, Netflix as well. Now, yeah, they're getting real friendly with that stuff yeah, now, which is great. Downloaded Avatar and watched it while we were driving yeah. to Columbus. Yeah. So. Regardless, uh, so yeah, WandaVision's moved up. Other streaming stuff, since we're talking about this, and we've actually had this discussion before about streaming release concepts where we get the whole season dumps versus the week to week releases. So, the two biggest like streaming releases within the last few months have been The Witcher and The Mandalorian, right? I agree. Okay. So, people have been putting the two next to each other for which is more popular. And per watching numbers, and of course, I will talk about the outliers here, uh, it is shown that The Witcher is more watched than The Mandalorian. Obviously, Mandalorian is getting these ridiculous spikes on Fridays when it was getting released on the weeks that it was released sure. on Friday instead of the random Tuesday and the random Wednesday that it came out. Um, episodes one and six, I think. But... Uh, the Witcher is holding an overall higher trend rate for the stream. So looking at that, looking at that, it seems like, according to people, that the dump is working better. But I want to also posit that there are more subscribers to Netflix, so obviously you're going to have higher streaming numbers. Yeah, I guess. No, that makes that makes sense. I don't understand why it's an issue, and this is just me being me. I mean, if you wait, I know you're, the spoilers is the issue, but if you just wait until they're all out, like... If I'm going to watch Picard, I'm waiting until they're all out, and then I'll just d- jump on then. I like the week-to-week with Mandalorian. I enjoyed it like it's that. It's funny because <laughs> I've heard i talked to people at work, and they kind of wished it wasn't week-to-week. And I know some people that waited just so they could binge it. I watched The Witcher in two days. It was, And I didn't intend to watch it in two days, but I started watching it on an airplane. And so, you know, yeah, that makes I, sense. it kind of got me rolling into it, and it was – I was just recovering from jet lag after that point. And, I, I still think I do think I prefer the week to week. I do. I enjoy doing it like that because some people I know we're talking about like with the Mandalorian, they kind of felt like the episodes four or five and six slowed down. I binged and it. they felt like that that it wouldn't have been a big issue if because the because four, five, and six for me didn't yeah. feel slow. See, that's what I thought At because all. the episodes aren't long, and if you're just rolling with it. I think that that helps the series. But I don't know because I watched it week to week. I mean, I didn't find it particularly slow. But, again, I don't know. It, it was – regardless, there's just something I wanted you to really think about, the whole idea of those two things. It's interesting because, you know, when we we talked about this a little bit last year, like with Arrow, the seasons they had, Ricardo Diaz, mm-hmm. I thought they did an excellent job. And I was, I was in, and you're like – I felt like I was watching the episode, the same episode every week. But my wife and I binged it to try and catch up for crisis and infinite earths. And I thought about them like, yeah, I bet if I was watching it every week, I'd have gotten a little bored, but it, it was so tight. Right. I don't know. It's interesting to see if producers start developing around that mechanism. They could. I, why not? I mean, it's a way to look at the whole world of television. I guess it's, we're in a different world than we were 10 years ago. So you think maybe you like the anticipation of pondering because you do sort of lose pondering the next episode. You don't you don't you're not willing to digest the episode that you just watched because you just want to watch the next one. So, I mean, 
there's something to be said it, for that. I mean, there's something to be said about the cliffhanger from seven to eight. But I mean, again, I mean, what are we talking about? Like the Mandalorian. I mean, it was really good. I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like you know, Gone with the Wind or you know, War. What is it good for? War and Peace. Yeah. Old Seinfeld yeah. joke. Yeah. I mean, it's the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. It was pretty simple. Protect the baby. It was. That's it. I don't know. Regardless, just something to think about. Uh, anything else going on with Star Wars, then, Tim? <coughs> well, uh, since the rise of Skywalker came out, no, we're done. There will never, ever be Star Wars news again. That's true. That makes sense. We're, all right. We are done. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not true at all. Um, they're actually... There are rumors already for the next series of Star Wars movies. Um, trilogy, assumedly? Uh, not necessarily. They're dodging that question, aren't they? Not necessarily. Uh, some people are thinking that they may take the MCU approach, where they're going to do a movie here or a movie there, but they're kind of interconnected. Oof, I don't know about like all that. Cry- <sighs> we'll see. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But Can we just agree? The MCU sort of created that mo- model. Sure. It's not. No, no, they did it. Only well for to this scale. Wolfman versus Frankenstein. That's the the, to this scale. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Abbott and Costello. Good grab. Come on. Yeah. All right, Tim. You're not helping yourself. Mm. But you know, the only other I think shot at duplicating that would have been the DC universe, and you saw how badly that went. Don't tell us you're going to give us 20 Star Wars movies that are all somehow interconnected. Just try and make one. <laughs> Let's just start with one. Just one good series. Well, they're going to try. And uh, according uh, to makingstarwars.net, um, they're saying that the next <coughs> one is going to take place in a time period called the High Republic era, which would be about 400 years before the events of the Skywalker saga. So a really long time ago in a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away. Yep, and there's well, not far enough that uh, Yoda will still be alive. They couldn't help themselves, yes. could they? <laughs> they <laughs> couldn't stop themselves <laughs> from doing it. Yep, the Yoda. this is going to be totally new, except it's going to be about Yoda. <laughs> yes, and the Yoda will be a scrappy young Jedi. So we'll, you know, we'll see. They, Please tell me that's not the actual release script for. I don't think oh, no. There's, it's not God. an actual whiny emo yeah, teenager right. Yoda. <laughs> with so, his pigtail sticking off of his head. Yeah, so I don't know. They're oh they're, they're doing. Holding me back, everyone is. They're doing the whole thing where they're talking about you know tying everything in with games and comics and books. And, Try you know. getting one movie, then worry about the rest. That's Just lead off the fallen order. He actually made a good one great. solo. That's uh, because the other one was so bad before it, no one cared. Still haven't gotcha. seen it. Did you have you? played have you heard Fallen or played Order. no well have you done that no I, i've started <coughs> it. Uh, i ha- don't have, I, i'm waiting till it drops in price Ew, oh you could get it for like 33 bucks i've seen did you didn't hear what i just said i'm waiting for it to really drop in price oh my gosh <laughs> it, it will it will in no time i just i, I don't have you. time for it right now so why jump into it actually i was going to talk about the resurgence of battlefront 2 yeah it's gotten big again it has gotten Why? really big again. Supposedly got real good. Yep, they've made, they just dropped some updates. Uh, with, with, you could be BB-8, and they've done Rise of Skywalker content. But uh, I've been seeing this Ooh. popping up on a lot of websites and everything. IGN just re-reviewed the game 
and I want to say they gave it like an eight or an eight point five or Battle something like that. Battlefront two. Yeah, it's yeah. getting it's getting pretty. You pick up the game for like twelve bucks, and then the full blown expansion is like twenty five on top of it. It was free as a PS Plus download. My or like six dollars I got yeah, it for cheap. Like a couple months. My, it's definitely not free, or I would have it. My son, um, the other day, uh, about a month ago, he's just like, "Yeah, I, where's the disc? I want to re-download." It. I'm like, "Really?" And it, him and all his buddies re-downloaded. It. He he said to me, "He goes, it's great now. He goes, it's fun to play. It's fair." He he goes, "They have talked in these reviews that it's so improved, and this thing has made a massive comeback." I had a couple so of my friends. How much is the again? downloadable content? 25 bucks if you get everything. Like, yeah, all, all this stuff that is... I got Red Dead for 2 for Christmas. I ain't getting to that thing no, anytime no, soon. No, no, that no, game no. is long. But I, I find that amazing <coughs> when it had such a horrible response um, when it was launched um, with the loot uh, boxes and all that. And now it's kind of neat to see that they... Bad enough to change the industry. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice. I, I'm really surprised, pleasantly surprised, that they're making this huge comeback on uh, my... Son and his buddies, they fully um, endorse it. Um, other Star Wars news uh, at Disney World, Star Tours, they updated um, Star Tours to now have scenes from Rise of Skywalker. I'll never see it. I'll always get that freaking Wookiee planet. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Well, everyone's getting it right now. Like, they're oh, not. Okay. The, I'll let you know in a couple By months. the time I get there, though. Yeah, yeah that's right, buddy. March, yep. right? Yep. And they uh, Rise of the Resistance opened on December fifth, and um, it's getting incredible reviews. And your review is? <laughs> I actually did go on it. Are we waiting on this? What? No, you're not waiting on this. Okay. Um, it was incredible. It was like nothing I've ever experienced as a Star Wars fan. It really feels like you are thrown into a Star Wars movie. I will tell you right now, the way they're running it, they're not doing a fast pass system right now. Okay. You have to go, they have a thing where you have to get a boarding pass. You have to be in the actual park to get the boarding pass when it opens. You open the app on your phone and like they'll open the, like when we were there, they opened the park at 6 a.m. So we had to get up. We got up at 4.30 in the morning to get to the park, to get in line. They started letting people in around 5.30, and you're standing there waiting. And everyone at 6 a.m. is just tapping their phones like crazy to get into a boarding group. And then uh, once that happens, you can do whatever you want. You can go to any other park, um, do whatever you want. They'll call your boarding group <coughs> at some point. You have two hours to get back in line to experience the ride. It was so good that we went and we did it again. Wow. And we, in the, uh, the, I'll, I'll tell you what. The second time wasn't as good as the first. I will tell you that because nothing is like the first time. Of course. But my daughter, who's just kind of a fair – I wouldn't even really call her a Star Wars fan. She knows enough just being my daughter and everything. And she got off the ride, and she's just like, I'm shooketh was her was her term, like but it is literally like being thrown into a Star Wars movie. I've never now they have a ride portion where you're when you actually get on the ride portion that lasts probably about four or five minutes. Um, the actual experience when they start it is probably more like twenty minutes, mm. and. It is so immersive that, and it's, it's, I don't want, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. It is 
beyond I can't <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. It's just so amazing. You come off the ride, you're in the ride and you're going, "What?" You're like everyone's like looking at each other going, "How can what is going on? I mean, do you know the premise of the ride not at all? At all? No. all right, I won't. I know you don't. You're not a spoiler guy, so yeah, I, I, and I know you're heading that way. I am. I got to make sure I time it so I can actually do that. You, like, there was another person like that I watch reviews for and everything. He's like, I'm the first guy to tell you, don't wait three or four hours in line to get on something. And he goes, wait three or four hours in line to get on this oh thing, God. which you shouldn't have to do if they do the boarding pass yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil, it's one, it's, if they would have opened this when they opened the Star Wars land, it would have changed everything. That's interesting to hear you say, because when you talked about it on the podcast, you were, you glowed about the Falcon, and then everything else was eh. Right. And the Falcon, to me, is still king. There's nothing like, again, when I walked up and saw it again, I'm like, I can't believe I'm standing in front of the Million Falcon. And my son, who, um, his favorite thing, he said, he said, possibly my favorite thing, he, we let him, he got to pilot the Millennium Falcon. And he said, Dad, he goes, that's got to possibly be my favorite thing. And to me, he's a big video game guy. So it's like, you're, con- when you're yeah. actually controlling it, um, it's just amazing. Have you watched, uh, Related and unrelated at the same time. Have you watched on Disney Plus the Imagineering story? No, no. Um, the last episode, they kind of go over the makings of the Millennium Falcon ride and a little bit of the rise of the Resistance. And it's just really interesting how the ride mechanisms are right. made. So a couple of months ago, yeah, we did our top 10 yeah. um, theme park attractions. Your number one was Flight of Passage. Correct. For Avatar. Right. Where, because I need context, where does this rate? It doesn't sound like it surpasses that. I don't think it does. It, the weird thing was I couldn't get on Flight of Passage this time. It was that crowd. It was during Christmas. is the busiest week of the year. Um, so I didn't get to experience Flight of Passage again. And the only reason I say it doesn't surpass it, because the second time I went on... Um, Rise of the Resistance, it wasn't as good. Don't get me wrong, it was great and it was good, but it wasn't as good. And that's it's weird to say. Part of it is the cast members are very much a part of this ride, is part of the experience. And the cast members are actually playing members of the Resistance and members of the First Order. And dependent, uh, our, the, our first time through, the characters from the First Order were just fantastic. They were bossing you around. And, tell, and, and the second time, the cast members weren't as good. So that really played a part into it. Hmm. Um, Flight of Passage, I, I've gone in so many times, and every single time, I'm just like, this is just ridiculous, incredible. So that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. It's weird. I don't even know where I would rank it. I don't even know if I would. It's hard to say because it's nothing less than an incredible feat of Imagineering, where the immersiveness and storytelling to me is taken to an to about the ultimate level that you can take it. So it's weird to me that it's not number one. That's why I'm struggling with it. Because in all actuality, it should be, but it's not. 
and I still have nostalgia for Haunted Mansion and things like that. So I can't maybe three. So it's up there for sure. It's though. up there. It's easy. It, to, it, yeah. Being a Star Wars fan, you will lose your mind. You will lose your mind. It sounds like human error at most or human restrictiveness of like acting ability is what is changing your opinion about it, though, because it's not a consistent ride, right? There's enough of it that is consistent that will keep it great. Um, but uh, cast members, great cast members can send it over the top. Gotcha. Well, Phil, I know I'm going to be looking forward to your thoughts on that thing when you get back just here in March. Force Lindsay to stand on a four-hour line for something she doesn't care about. <clears throat> I don't think you'll have to. You Here's just have you have to get it, get her up early if they're still doing it. We'll get way. up early regardless. Knowing that I'm a at least even if I go every summer, I'm a probably four or five years away from being able to check that thing out. It's um, a shame. Yeah. Well, it's to be honest, I, I love it. Disney World. But my wife and daughter are like theme park enthusiasts, right? And it's it's so much more. It's actually kind of fun for me to watch them enjoy it. Like I'll sure. take CJ, you guys go, and until my son gets a little bit older, he's a small one too. And I'll tell you, helping. I'll yeah. tell you what, I saw it through. <laughs> I hate to say, I'm gonna brag. No, I'm going back in February. My sister, my my sister, my daughter is doing a princess half marathon oh is she so i'm going back again you're going to get to do it again before i even get my first next opportunity. month yeah um sure. that's awesome dude and, and now is this a little uh milestone birthday kind of a deal too it could be yeah that's could good be, yeah. that's good um, I'm, I'm happy for you that's awesome i will say this see also going back and i know we kind of knocked the star wars land in that who's it for why did they pick this land that means nothing it's not tied to anything Seeing it through my son's eyes, he's 13, he's going to be 14. He was in awe of everything. He's he loved, I know. And this kid, he's at the <laughs> age where he's just kind of monotone and doesn't smile. He's like, mm, mm. This kid's smiling ear to ear and talking and just, he he couldn't believe it. And it, it was, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it now. It's for you (laughs) but it is for me too as well it it was just darren again seeing that falcon is the going back after being away from it and going back and seeing still impresses still impresses. i'm I'm looking i'm I'm looking forward to seeing that again yeah yeah it's it's fantastic well uh i guess we're all done with star wars until we're not which is right now (laughs) yeah so you know it's it's interesting I, i I put this segment on the rundown in place of something else, which I've now forgotten, um, because I was pretty much convinced I wasn't going to be able to check out Rise of Skywalker. And then I think uh, December 23rd, Tim and I were texting, and he says, I'll meet you whenever. And I said, yeah, right. How about 925 in the morning? He's like, all right, I'll see you then. I'm like, oh, well, awesome. It's a Christmas Uh, miracle. It was a Christmas miracle. So I had written this as a reaction slash post-mortem, and I'm like, I really – I think I liked the movie more than the two of you in my initial viewing. I was very, I, I really, really liked it. And now, here's the thing. Star Wars, as we've come to know it, the Skywalker saga appears over. Though, once again, I would like to point out that for those keeping score, this is the third time they're telling us the main saga is over. So forgive me if I seem far from nonplussed that you're telling me this thing is done. In fact, Tim just alluded to the uh, the new movie, which will apparently feature a young Yoda. 
because they can't stop themselves. And we also found out when the announcement for Mandalorian Season 2, we were told to expect Skywalker-era characters to appear. So, to paraphrase the great philosopher Yogi Berra, it ain't over till it's over, and it ain't ever going to be over. Um, now, my initial reaction to that movie, I was as gone as I could be Yep, you once were. again. In fact, we did a segment over the summer that I requested of you, please fix this for me, Absolutely. because I was so disappointed in The Last Jedi, primarily... Um, as I have stated many times in the podcast, the character assassination of Luke Skywalker was really something and the, the complete illogical approach to what they did with that character, which I think now the general Star Wars population feels the same way. And I, and I was very surprised that when I sit down to the theater that the thing that would fix Star Wars for me would be the final episode of the Skywalker saga. And I have to say, within the first 10 minutes, I was like, I think I'm in, because this feels really good. You, 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 so you, good. you turned to me, and you said, this is great so far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like Tim and I have seen movies. Like I, for, we've, This is a number of times yeah. like Tim has seen a movie, and I haven't gotten to see it. He's like, well, let's just go. Oh, come on. And then I'll turn to Tim. I don't remember which one it was. I think it might have been X-Men 3. I'm like, Tim, this is really good. You're like, yeah, wait about five minutes. Because <laughs> it was. It was pretty good for the first little bit. And then, boy, that thing came, that train went off the rails. But um, I really enjoyed it. And then Tim pointed out to me a little bit later, like, it's like, hey, they finally didn't remake Return of the Jedi. He goes, yeah, they remade Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I went, oh, yeah, they sure did, <laughs> didn't they? There's Yeah, but you said something to me. That I had to really think about. It was like, knowing that you have this now, can you accept The Last Jedi? No. <laughs> the movie, the, the, this, this movie does not make The Last Jedi any better. That movie still sucked. Um, it's, it, Phil, you very accurately put it. On the last, in our Star Wars special, um, it was a remake of The Empire Strikes Back and a bad one at that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, what's, I thought about this. And then my overarching closure to this whole thing, what has the Force always been about? They always use one term. It is about... Midichlorians. Oh. <laughs> He's clearly a prequel era I fan. I can't. I can't. What? There right. always must be two. There. It's all about balance, right? Oh, yeah. So sure. now if you think about it, it's totally balanced out. You've got one legendary... Uh, trilogy you've got one awful trilogy you got one average trilogy so now everything's balanced out i'm glad to hear you come out of it and say it was at least average well it was you know it's funny i was trying to think what if the thing that held me back was the last jedi is i think i even told you may i may have liked less than attack of the clones and i was pretty close to ranking it dead last yeah, for were. me um, and it was the, the, I, I mean, you, we could argue that at some other time, but, um, I remember thinking that the force awakens is done no favors by the last Jedi, the same way Phantom Menace has done no favors by the attack of the clones. The original star Wars is improved by the empire strikes sure. back. The other two are weakened by their, their subsequent, uh, second chapter. So it became this sort of here we go again, sort of a feel, right? And The Force Awakens isn't really much more than a remake of Star Wars, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And the part of the problem became 
that the new characters, for as likable as they are, could never step out from underneath the original trilogy shadow if all you were going to do is remake the original movies, right? Absolutely. So finally they were sort of able to do that in that third movie, and there was enough, and everyone talks about how bad fan service is, and like, if it's Star Wars, it's kind of a requirement. I agree with that. You know, sure. you, you have to give the fans a reason to come back. Um, you have to, I mean, that's what fan service is. It's like, you, you give the fans what they want to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. You go, you want, or else you're more. not going to have any fans. Exactly. So I was, I was very pleased with it. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it hit every right note. Um, you know, but what, what is the deal with like? I guess they just confirmed Nia Num is dead. He died in that. Like, why do they feel the need to like? kill these characters off screen or barely let them like i remember when admiral akbar died in last jedi like he was dressed differently and there was a bunch of them on the bridge i didn't really know it was him i was like yeah right. akbar died i'm like you know the guy's kind of in a big deal you could have really just like oh by the way batman died don't worry about it it's, just, <laughs> it's a thing it's a whole thing um now I'm, I'm curious now we didn't really get a chance to talk after the movie was over because, you know, it was Christmas Eve right. after all. Sure. And you were getting ready to go to Disney. And I haven't really spoken to you about it no. since. Where are you guys with this thing? You know what the movie did? I've, I've seen it twice. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, good. I, I saw it two times. Uh, the first time I walked out, I was, I was quite happy. I walked out. I was like, I actually really like that movie. Uh, the second time, a little less so. I felt like the middle was kind of a drag. Uh, Whereabouts? Uh, around the time that... They went to. Was it when Maid Marian was captured by? I mean, Chewbacca was captured by the. <laughs> no, it was when they were trying to. Well, yes, I guess technically this was going on at the time. It was when they were trying to get the. Um, Maid Marian. What's wrong? With the the MacGuffin. Sith, the Sith uh, translation out of C three PO. The that's that section of the film just kind of drops its pace a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, just on my second watch, I felt the first I did not feel that way at all, but the second time I was like, okay, can we? It's funny. Get back I liked it. it more the second time really? than I did the first time. I will tell you the thing that the movie did for me, uh, which is kind of related to what you were saying, Darren, about we didn't really get a chance to see these characters grow, is it's making me want to go and read some of the Marvel comics that are very those characters specific. Like, I want to go back and read the Poe Dameron stuff. Um, I want to see a Finn comic. I'd like to see a... Ray's story that's outside maybe her training with Leia um, I think there's some things that I would really like to see more of that we didn't get because half of Rise of Skywalker was repairing Last Jedi we didn't get some of the things that we could have if Last Jedi was what it could have been hmm. that's a very interesting point Tim uh, I'm sure that stuff's coming Oh, no, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, Poe Dameron exists. Yeah. I just need to read it again. And they have the Kylo Ren comic going on right now. Yes, that just launched. Who yeah. was my least favorite villain? It was it was Kylo Ren. I was rooting for him. Wasn't he great? Yeah. I loved him in film? this movie. Yeah. I, I Even after The Force Awakens, I was like, eh, I don't really buy the whole Kylo I didn't really. I couldn't get into Kylo Ren, but you especially like, in the second movie. But you like Ben Solo. Yeah, Ben Solo's fine. That's that's it. That's, yeah, that's I liked thing. him in the I liked him in this movie. Yeah, I was rooting for him by the end. Yeah. Can I ask you a question now? Yeah. What did you think of the kiss? Unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, I got berated by my friend Mark, claiming that I didn't understand and I was being too black and white. I'm like, 
I'm being black and white. The dude committed genocide after genocide, and she's like, you know what? All right, I'll kiss you. It was symbolic <laughs> that their that their uh, balance of each other was being passed completely to Ray. But was it a romantic thing? Because it could have been just a platonic. That's, I don't that's think like it a was. thank you. A lot of people are saying that it was. Like wasn't. she knew he was going to go. Really, yeah, I really don't think it was. I think it was them finally becoming one. Because even the idea that she passed part of her force to him and then he passed it back to her and that's when it all went down. I think it was like almost this beautiful balancing out of what the force was. But the kiss felt a little unnecessary. Yeah, that was a little strange. But symbolically, I get it. It didn't bother me one way or the other. I don't know. I think me going into this was like I was kind of like you. I didn't care that much i i got to the point where i was so burned by the last jedi that i was just like yeah i accepted the fact that i'm never going to get what i wanted and they remind you of that a couple of times in this movie and go ahead no 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 that's fine um but they made star wars fun again yes yeah it was a really fun movie i'm kind of surprised now it's basically coming from your pro critics that Every article that comes out about it is about how bad it is, but Tim pointed out uh, in a text stream to us that the audience score was super high for it, where the critic score, which is the absolute yeah. reverse for The Last Jedi. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, critics are around 54% or correct. 50. Correct. And I think uh, the right now it's, it's around 80. 86. Yeah, so yeah I think you're somewhere right. Somewhere around 80. there. Which, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, for a while there, because The Last Jedi, everyone was praising it. I'm like, maybe it's me. Maybe I just don't get it anymore. But it turns out, nah, I got it. Um, now, one of the things that you, you just brought up, reminding of us what we should have had, was how they fixed Luke. And I and I, it was such a masterstroke, and everyone points to the fact where he says, I was wrong. Oh, no, it's actually Ray who reminds us that Ray is the one who tells us that Luke was fixed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, do you know what I'm referencing? What are you, uh, what are you When she about? goes to give... Leia, the show her to Jedi text, she says Luke was researching. So it reveals, although it's implied heavily that Luke was not hiding out on the island. He was researching because he was on to the Emperor. And then later, it may actually be earlier, he was trailing the Emperor, trying to figure out what was going on. And then maybe she implies that he might not have known it was specifically the Emperor, but he knew something was coming. And that's why he was out there researching. And in fact, Lando talks about it. He goes, oh yeah, I was with him. And I'm like... We could have had that. Yeah. So Marvel Comics, get on that. Luke and Lando's Trail uh, of the Emperor. Come on, man. That was what we were. That's what we were waiting for. This is this is kind of funny to me. I saw this uh, on the internet. You're making me think of this now. Um, now that the movies are over. Um, the first one shows the Force Ghost of Anakin Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi. And it says, uh, it's talking to Luke, the Force Ghost is going, Hey kiddo, before I leave and you get back to partying, there's a thing called a Wayfinder in my castle on Mustafar that will lead you to a secret Sith world called Exegol with a Sith cult that is probably actively trying to mess stuff up again. (laughs) Luke uh, responds, Oh man, Dad, thanks for the warning. I'll take care of those guys right now before they build a huge uh, fleet or resurrect uh, Palpatine or something like that. I thought I thought that was kind of funny because if you think about it, I, it got me thinking about Force Ghosts a little bit. 
that uh, force ghost when can force ghosts appear not appear all of a sudden we can catch stuff we can shoot lightning we can't we can just talk we can still straight up use the force when we they are more to. powerful than we could possibly be imagined that's like yeah they like do a whole just... lot of nothing unless like you happen to need a i don't know an x-wing <laughs> right it's a, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> which she could have lifted by herself because you saw she had the power to pull that transport which which is one of my biggest griefs with the film is we see how powerful Ray has gotten like within the first 15 20 minutes of the movie, right? But she sure lets her and her friends sink into the sand. Yes, she could have I wanted to say them that. All out. I, they they show her levitating in the, at the beginning of the movie, it's and all ridiculous. of a sudden she's sinking in quicksand. I was thinking to myself, can't you just levitate out? Well, it goes back to the you know Obi Wan watching his lightsaber fall down the shaft, and then. You know, and you know, and then they're chained up in the arena, and they can't figure out how to get out, so they let Padme do it. She's like, "We're chained up; we can't do anything." Like, God, you guys just forget to use the force, the force sometimes. What's this? All oh, right. Yeah, so that <coughs> kind of baffles me. Like, couldn't this all been avoided if Force Ghost Anakin appeared before Kylo Ren when he was younger and going, "Hey, dude, stop worshiping me as Darth Vader. I was wrong. <laughs> you know, it's it's me. <laughs> it's you know." So it's very bizarre to me about the whole Force. I just Ghost don't know thing. what the rules are. Do you have to have had an actual direct relationship with the person to be able to communicate with them? Maybe. And then of course, there's you know, we we discovered astral projection but the force goes like well you know you have to go on your own path here i can't reveal too much you know obi-wan's kind of an exception to prove like i wouldn't shut up <laughs> watch how you speak about obi-wan yeah which it reminds me though that if you read the jedi comic it, it, he doesn't know what he's talking about even worse so <laughs> it's kind of funny to me uh, go back to the luke thing lifting the x-wing I loved like it, it's weird to me because I already knew <laughs> since he did that force projection in Last Jedi that he was powerful enough to lift the X wing. But boy, when he lifted that X wing and they played that John Williams uh, theme, the same theme, yeah. that hit me in all the feels. Yeah. They that hit me all the right spots, man. That they, they that used was the great. March very well in that film, also. Yeah, they did. They John did well Williams was John yeah, Williams he was, was he brought his A game. Yeah, he, he and really uh, did. Billy D. Brought their A games. Yeah, I I will say I'm very happy that it seems like we are all kind of on the same page that it's worth the watch. Yeah, sure. it's back. I mean, it, it, it did put me on a Star Wars kick, which I was pleased. Uh, I was going to say that was, and I think we came out of the movie and I said the best gift that you could have gotten this Christmas was the gift of Star Wars. He he got the gift of Star Wars oh, back because you know how jaded he oh, was. Oh, he was bad. And I told you, it made me start reading all the comics and stuff again. Like, it was... You're right. It's it's <coughs> renewed a lot. Uh, we thought mm -hmm. that it was going down, and we were go you know going down with the ship here. Oh, I wasn't going down with the ship. <laughs> I just jumped off and like you guys have fun. Right, I'm done. But how great is that to be renewed? Yeah, I mean, and this is a little bubble we call our podcast. I mean, something like that's extremely important, and especially Star Wars. It's right up there. It's part of my childhood. It's, it's part of the fabric of my childhood. And then it it, it sucks when, I mean, I guess. You could say, well, you just want your original trilogy characters. I'm like, eh, all right, listen. Han was great. Luke made no sense. Right. There was no logic behind the direction of that character in that second movie, as we illustrated that on our last show. So, mm -hmm. anyway, you're right, Tim. I got the gift of Star Wars back. So it's really great. fun. Mm -hmm. I actually started watching, I found on YouTube, the animated Clone Wars, the original. Oh, uh, yeah, the guy yeah, who did the same It doesn't hold up as, thought, uh, as much really? as I thought. Really? Yeah, it's... Uh, there's some strange stuff in there yeah. that I think I, 
You know what? It was funny because that thing came out after Attack of the Clones, and I think we were all still. Oh wait like, a minute, the CGI one or the no, actual animated? The, the, the one, the, the guy who did Samurai Jack, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I remember like that it's comes out on the heels of Attack of the Clones, right? Right. And I think we were all like, we all sort of convinced ourselves the Phantom Menace was good, and then when we finally got the one that we couldn't convince ourselves, that came along a few months later. Like, okay, maybe this will fix it, and we were waiting for it to fix it. Fix it. <laughs> um, anyway, at some point, I do want to tackle the uh, computer animated uh, Clone Wars because after season one, because I saw season one and it sucked. It's terrible. Supposedly, after season one, it gets. We watched good. him and I watched that movie when it came out. The and movie that, is I remember us thinking, going in, like, how much worse can it get? And then you went, oh my God. My, it is way worse. My Well, season, the, <laughs> the final season airs on Disney Plus. They actually are making a final season. That airs on Disney Plus next month on the 17th. My son adores the Clone Wars. Is it good? I've watched the first season with him, and I'm with you. I was kind of like, you know, I was watch. I'm watching with him, and I'm just like, yeah, buddy, you know. And he kind of got that some episodes stunk and something. And I watched the first episode of the second season, which was very good. So I'm hoping that it picks up from there i i'm having i have a feeling that it's gonna be hit and miss episodes my student one of my students in my uh comic club said skip season one and if you see jar jar binks in it skip it otherwise All right. it's really good my son let me skip all i jar know jar. is oh did you hear and i forgot to put this in there they announced there's like there's likely a sequel series to rebels too oh no there really? is yeah there no, is it's greenlit it's yeah it's greenlit. How, the, how we missed that in our, in our really? while we were away, I don't yeah. know how we missed that, but yeah, yeah, there's a sequel series to Rebels coming on Disney Plus. On Disney yeah, Plus. and I loved Rebels. I haven't still haven't seen I haven't all of Rebels. Rebels. Rebels was fantastic. I, I have to watch the fourth season. Darth Vader's in it, dude. Not a lot. Wait, what? I know. Yeah, Dar- uh, voiced by James Earl yes. Jones. I might. Okay. Yeah, he so shows up. I need to take the time Re- and actually tear through. I- I've said it a couple of times. I was hesitant to adopt Rebels about three episodes in. It was the most like Star Wars I'd seen, and it may still be. Feeling the most like original Star Wars to me than anything else I've seen. Stop, Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, Mandalorian's good. That but feels I, like more it does. It sure does. Star Wars. Then oh, it sure does. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. This is not a knock on the Mandalorian. No, I'm no, just no, no, saying, no, 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 no. He's Ooh. great. Uh, here's the thing with Rebels. Uh, the watching the Clone Wars first, um, I think, is gonna make things in Rebels more impactful because All there right. are characters. From the Clone That's Wars, what I was told. and I I can see that I, I now I watched Rebels first, and I can see now that I'm starting to watch it, and I'm seeing a certain character, I can see the impact that it would have watching Rebels later. Oh man, well I guess I should be looking forward to watching those. With that, I think that is all we are going to do for this first part of the month. Yeah, we, we have weeks, spoken. We are we going to. This is the way. But as as we uh, this is the way we uh, take two weeks off. We will come back in two weeks, and we're going to talk about what we are looking forward to for the year twenty twenty. Now, this is one of your favorite shows it, to do. right? It is because we get to chat about the things that are in the pipeline for things that we are so excited for. And I have a few. I am very interested, and as always, I am. Because I want to know what you guys are looking forward to because inevitably there's something I didn't even know that was coming. That's the same with me. Like, I I want to know because I go, I can't believe I forgot about that or didn't know about that. Yeah, so what you're looking forward to 2020. So in two weeks, you will hear all about that. But until then, enjoy your comics.